0: Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hedland. We invite
1: you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode.
0: You're I'm very, very excited about you sharing about how you are empowering and training spiritual children or even even the discipleship journey you're taking people through
1: okay i, I would love to answer that and uh uh also lay like, from another time if you want to schedule it down the road uh the other questions you ask we can do another broadcast that take at least 30 minutes to do that one too down mm-hmm. the road but yeah, i'll yeah. like to do this one to try to keep this one with the other one how did i uh, empower my spiritual children um you know, I know that sometimes there are spiritual children I have that I have not met because they they send me emails, and they say, you disciple me from afar, and I do that through my writings, uh, through my books. And actually, uh, I probably learned more, was discipled more from Wimber from his books than when I was with him huh. because I had... Well, a lot more opportunities to to listen to his teachings and to watch by video and books and things. So I know that that's very important. So one of the reasons why I write is it continues the teaching. And I, I know that a lot of people that I, sometimes I'll meet them in the school and said, you, you're my spiritual father, but I never met them wow. said, because of, of your writings. They've helped me so much. So that's one way. It's that's kind of like I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up to what I think is. uh, And then, um, in addition to my books, if people come to like you have them, I have them. You've actually taught a lot of them. Or what I call, it used to be called the uh, Supernatural School of of uh, of Healing and Impartation. And we changed the name one as Foundations. The others now empowered instead of one and two, and and you've spoken in those. And uh, but I think these are so important. And a lot of people that's where they first get not only inf- uh, aware of the information, but mm-hmm. they first get touched. You know, with impartation, power of God hitting them. And when we're praying, and they're they're usually uh, smaller. And 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 I have to confess, I'm not doing as many of those as I. W- was in the past um but uh they are and you're usually bigger than they were but that's a really really important way because people can watch and listen and they can come and receive impartation then some of the people who do that they come to the global school supernatural ministry one or two year and some of them do a, a three-year in internship in one of our departments or with my me mm-hmm. as their personal mentor, and that's one out of the whole school I pick a year, and that, and most of my interns have gone on and and have really um, good ministries of their own. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we, we we've developed that to to make it broader to where the, some of the, what we developed with the, the uh, Christian Healing Certification Program is really the, probably the best I have done as far as Um, healing and deliverance goals. And we've now included that in our college of ministry where you can get it just for a certificate or if you want credit for it um, through another institution. Um, But where one of the greatest things is sometimes God, I'll meet a pastor and God will really put it on my heart that this is a strategic leader recruit them Mm -hmm. into the seminary that we've started. And we have like a hundred and some students in the masters, but I have about 12 uh, uh, younger guys in their thirties. One's a couple are in their early forties. Most of them are in their Mm thirties. And it literally is about 12 right now that when they're going through in, in my classes, sometimes I'll have 20, 30 students and I, I there may be these 12 are usually at different places, not always in the same class, but when they're in one of my class, I make sure that in the cohort groups that I have other teachers that help me, uh, teacher assistant, these select ones I've recruited because if I see the call of God on their life, and I want to sow into their life, and I actually want to be able to, um, you know, respond, which I can't do that to, uh, to everybody with my traveling schedule. But I, but I have others I've trained, and they know how I think and stuff. And they're helping me with the others. But there's some that they, I'm just pull them close. And in addition to the seminary, I try to have every month to six weeks or something um, a phone call where we just uh, Zoom, and get on with these as many of these guys who can make it, and and dialogue and talk. Uh, I put a priority. To try to go to their church, uh, in, or, or maybe every other year, or every year, and and speak into their church's life. So it's 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 literally uh, uh, the m- most commitment, hmm. and they are in the master's program. And I'm hoping that many of those will come in either to the D or the ThD. Uh, again. So I wanna walk with them all the way through that. I want to uh, mentor, I want to train, I wanna say, here's the best things that I've been able to find 51 years of ministry. And so it's, it's, it's that formative thing. Then I also know, I ask them, come to the nations with me. Hmm. It's one thing, this, this education is really, really good. I really do value it. I've got, you know, three doctors. <laughs> Including an honor, honorary one for from the Methodist Seminary, but but this is you need to see the other side. Come to Brazil with me, which is my land of anointing for you. You'd be taking them to uh, a Middle Eastern country, uh, so they could see the miracles of God, and and then for them to and then often I have one particular. One guy who's in that group, every Sunday by four or five o'clock usually, he sends me a little video of just a two or three minutes telling me how, what happened at his service on Sunday, what he's thinking about, what he wants to try, and asks me to be the sounding board. Do you think I'm think thinking right here? What should I do? And I just do that, and I love it. And then. This is rare, and I don't do this very often. But occasionally, there'll be somebody call me that f- for some reason. I feel like I'm supposed to just uh, give a couple of hours, maybe four times a year, um, for two hours, where they just ask questions and I try to answer them. And I have a a guy who was doing a PhD at in at uh, King's College and our University. Uh, in London, one of the prestigious uh theological seminaries, colleges, universities. Um and I and, and he was in that. And so he it started out, he just started shaking. He didn't know why. I'll be reading and all of a sudden I'll just start shaking and then I'll start laughing. Do you know anything about this? Somebody sort of said I should call you. <laughs> and then he began to tell me about other professors that were being hit at you know, one of them was at, I think, Yale, and, but they didn't know what this was. And so the, occasionally, rarely, there's someone that God just says, you can give that much time to that person. So, and then I try to encourage them. And then I try to give them platform.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I know that the visibility that God has given me, I can help them with. Like you were one of those. I invited you to go to be one of the speakers at uh, at these schools, I've been, the four-day schools in these places. And I did and, that and, for
0: about 10 years, actually. I was just looking at that. 10 years yeah. we did that to, from the first one, and then all the voice of the apostle, which is, of course, a yeah. huge honor and getting to meet a lot of people. And, and yeah, it's amazing.
1: Because I feel like there's some people, it's like, they the, the church needs to see this person. They're not known really great, they're not greatly known yet. They're not famous, but they're such an anointing on their life. Give a platform to them. Um, uh, you know, like one of the things I just did, I, this new, latest book that I wrote was called uh came out in August, Intimacy with God.
0: I just got it yesterday from you i think you'll like it <laughs> yeah i, I think you'll quite.
1: like it and and actually it, your story about the the, the singing in okay. tanzania okay. is one of the, is one of the <laughs> stories in it Oh, uh, that's awesome <laughs> you're, you're one of my illustrations um uh, but um i have a young guy i i, I have a young intern only in his mid-20s and no no one really knows who he is and yet he's uh He's got a pure heart. Uh he's not perfect. Uh I don't know if he's had the limp yet or not, but he will eventually. If he's in ministry long enough, you'll somebody's gonna hurt you. Um, but I just feel like one of the things I'm gonna do is let people know who he is, because there's such an anointing on his life. And he's in he's in the seminary also and the master's program. And he went to the Global School Supernatural Ministry two years. He became my intern. That that path I laid out a while ago. He's gone through all, all of them, and, and I actually believe he'll end up in the doctorate, not just so you can have it, letters behind his name, but so that he can be more knowledgeable, more aware of the 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 field of like he's really interested in revival history and stuff. And because um, I think God's he's going to really be used. In, in revival, but he's also extremely gifted and revelatory gifts. So in this new book, instead of me putting my stories, more and more and my stories in it, because, you know, I'm going to be 70 in February. Wow. And so, you know, and I'm, I got all I can do now, you know, I got all the invitation. I'm like you got all, I got more than I can say yes to, but he doesn't yet. So I I purposefully, and also because the quality of the stories, his case studies, his his stories, his testimonies of how God would give him revelation, what God did with it, were so manifested the grace of God that I, I cried when I read them. <laughs> In the introduction to the book, there's one of the first stories. I actually wept when I first read that. I used it last night on a Miracle Monday and could barely read it without crying and had trouble getting through it because it's so focused on the grace of God. Mm. And well, so the platform was my book. I used three of his stories Mm. so that people will know about him. And, and so, uh, and I, and I think the other thing in in being a good spiritual father is being so secure in who you are that you're not afraid for your sons to be more famous than you to accomplish more, mm. you know, uh, <laughs> I remember that when this was first tested, Ben, I, I had my first intern ever. He's like 18 years old, given first, as at Bill's Johnson's for the, his church for the first time. And I gave, words of knowledge. And I asked him if he had any, he said, yes, he came up and he gave as many as I did. And I'm, but my, my shirt is buttons are popping off of proud of this (laughs) young man. I'm training. And then he went on and on and on with more words. He gave (laughs) twice as many as me and I'm being threatened. And subconsciously I started backing away from him. I'm standing right beside him. I'm backing away subconsciously. And then I realized consciously what I was doing. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, why are you threatened? Mm. If this was your son, he was the same age as my oldest son, Josh, Exact, almost exact same age. He said, if this was Josh, would you be back in a way? Mm. Or would you be excited? Would you be threatened or excited? And I said, Lord, if this was Josh, I, I would be so excited. i wanting to be more than me. He said you can't be a spiritual father until you have that father's heart towards your spiritual sons too. Wow. And right then, Leif, God healed that in me. And I I I, I walked right back up into him.
0: <laughs> and I
1: literally have had that in my heart ever since. So that when you know Will Hart. Yeah. One of my spiritual sons now working as CEO for Heidi. Um he came up to me one time and he said, Randy. And I'm so excited out of all the persons who spoke this at this conference you've done. I have sold the most. I outsold you. My tapes, my teaching (laughs) sold more than yours. And I wasn't upset with him and I wasn't threatened by him. And I was happy
0: Mm.
1: because if I've had something to do with these people's success by sewing into them, then I share in who they've become. And that's why I have I have no problem saying a lot of the people I've laid, hands, including you, a lot of the people that I've laid hands on, have actually accomplished more than me, and seen sometimes greater miracles than me. And 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 the other thing is, that I know my clock is ticking, mm. and I I know that it, I can't believe it's been that long since we met, but it doesn't seem that long and. You know, I, I probably have about half of that time left. So you're younger than me. Will's younger than me. This other guy in his twenties, is forty years younger, forty-five years younger than me, almost. So you you have to see that the, the when you have these spiritual sons and daughters, which I have spiritual daughters too. Yeah you know one going into indonesia risking her life and has chosen celibacy and not to marry as a missionary was an intern of mine uh that no one i mean she's not famous but i also used one of her stories in the book because i want people to know about her uh-huh. so i think that is the my my intentionality and my heart toward mm-hmm. empowering Uh, spiritual children
0: beautiful Mm. just one wisdom question because Mm -hmm. i I know we end up with two podcasts here and we're going to utilize part one and part two with dr Clark. so Mm -hmm. but uh how how would you know the difference between Spending or investing time in some of those sons and daughters, and I know a lot of it has to do with stewardship, but connected to that in regard to, because I know there's so many people, they're coming to you or they're hearing those stories, and it's like, if I only had a spiritual father or somebody invested in, so what would be some of the word also you can encourage people to be good sons and daughters, and not just be sons and daughters of blessings that, say if my value system is just what Randy's going to do for me, that's to lead to disappointment but if me as a son to randy clark if i'm coming into randy say how can i add value to randy clark as a son Uh, that's a whole different way of living that creates freedom for you but when it starts to add value how can i add value to you and that's how i lived with jack taylor for 21 years was on a daily basis was not because i needed a father but i needed to be a son i'm not saying it's not a need to be a father but the biggest thing to happen for me is to wake up in the morning and having a spiritual father and to have a sonship before my apostleship or leadership or any other ships. So any wisdom in regard to both for people that are looking, they're looking into and they're looking for mentors, fathers. And second of all, how do we know if this and. It's not just another orphan that's coming in to see what they can take from you, but they are actually sons and daughters that you are investing in, and they are investing in other people again because of what God has done in their life.
1: Yeah, well, you're right. We only have so much time, and we can't be a spiritual father in the way I've talked about to to very many. It the, there's just limitations. Hmm. Some people come and they ask me, "I want, I want you to mentor me," and I know, I, I know that this is not one of the ones I'm supposed to pull into that special relationship. But I'll say, you know, I, 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 don't think that's going to be possible to do what you're wanting, but I received a lot of influence and mentoring through from John Wimber through just reading every book he wrote, reading, watching every, every uh, video that he made that I've, that I found. Um, I, I, and, and that's something you can do. Um, and I also sometimes said, "Well, uh, come to the school. Mm. Um, you know, it, these are the ways that people could connect. But, yeah. but how do I select these ones I just mentioned about the twelve? And it doesn't have to be twelve. It could probably be more than that. Um, I look to see what God's done in them, and mm. how powerful was their experience of." You know, at the church, Wimber taught me, said, look to see the people God powerfully touches, because they may not be a leader when they get touched, but they're probably going to become one, because that touch really grabs their heart. So, and then when I hear, as a result of that touch, what God's doing with them, mm-hmm. and that they're they're stewarding that, they're, they're living that out in faith, then, uh, okay, that's that's another really important thing. Uh, when i and i look to the heart you know not everybody has not everybody has the right heart and that's where my wife's been really good as when i was a pastor she'd say watch out for this one she had a <laughs> discerning spirit so that i just I, I i really didn't have that <laughs> i was just like you know i believe the best about everybody but she could see sometimes that you know this is not someone you're supposed to give yourself to in that way uh um, that, that there was something that uh, alternative or un- unhealthy thing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I and I think that people have to r- uh, realize that sometimes uh, what they're wanting to do in life, I'm not the right father, that there's another father that's a better father for that. For example, someone was wanting to be a missionary to the nations, I'd say, wow, well, why don't you go listen to Leif, go to some of his conferences, maybe go on a trip with him. Um, I I mean, I have people that have been my interns that have become missionaries, but actually quite a few, I think about it. Uh, But I look at the heart, you know, and I think that's important as well. And then uh, I look at how much they're willing to pay in the sense of cost to them and their you know, time, energy, and money to, cause you know, they have to, uh, you know, I wrote to, I wrote to John Wimber when I first got touched and I said, I'll sell my home and I'll move my wife and I, and our little baby, and we'll buy a, 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 a U-Haul or a, a, not a U-Haul, but a, a little camper. And if you'll let us, we'll park it right on the church lot. And I'll serve you as an intern for free. I work another job. If I have to, would you let me be your intern? That you know that uh, he did, and he said, "No, I have all the interns I need." <laughs> and I, I got rejected, <laughs> uh, but anyway, there is that. There is that something about when you see the men; they're really in, they're sold out. Yeah. I started to say earlier, the transformed life. What does it look like to me when I see someone has got a surrendered life, consecrated to the Lord and His purpose, and it's a sacrificial life. And it's a spirit-empowered life. I look, all right, surrendered, sacrificial, spirit-empowered. That's when I'm seeing a transformed life. And I I wanna give myself to um, raising up the other
0: strong leaders. And the last one, and we have actually covered all the questions, plus, plus more. A lot of bonuses here. What is the legacy? What is it that the Dr. Randy Clark looking into the future when Dr. Randy is gone? What is it that you want to be remembered for? But second of all, what is the legacy? How is this world a better place? Because I know God gave you a gift, but what you did with that gift is your gift back to God. It's called glory. So... My question is: What is your legacy? Yeah, yeah. What is that that you would leave behind? <laughs>
1: you know, I told my board once that when I'm so old that I can't do anything, I want—I don't want to look back and just see a bunch of experiences. I, I'm, I'm thanking God for every experience, but I—I I want more than that. I, I remember being discouraged uh, in the late '90s that i was considered mr renewal and i that's where the name global awakening came from i didn't want to be just renew i want to be involved in revival awakening and not just a local awake i want to be in a national Oh, name more i want to be in a global awakening and i, and I turned to my friends i'm going to change the name to that because i want to give my life mm. for awakening i want to be known. Uh, as a person who did walk in humility, because hmm. I think that needs to be modeled. Um, I And I, I told my board, because they asked me, what's the most important thing for you to do the rest of your life? And I said, and it instantly just came out, I want to raise up spiritual sons and daughters, because uh, I just think that that really is the most important thing, which means my legacy will be these sons and daughters. Hmm. My legacy is that the ministry I did and have done and will continue to do doesn't stop when I die. That I, it is continuing through people that the Lord has called. And I had a chance and privilege to have some mentoring in their life. And hopefully it's, it's, it's not just the power, but it's also health. Hmm. Um, I want my, I want I hopefully, and I tell, and I'm not perfect. I tell every intern, if you watch my life close enough, you'll see great strengths. And you're going to see my weaknesses because you can't have some strength without a corresponding weakness. You know, like I am not organized at all. <laughs> I got to have people around me to keep me organized. But as I told him about Wimber, I said, I saw great strengths in Wimber. I also saw some weaknesses. And I told him this, I want to learn from your strengths and your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, Randy, and he he told me, he said, I, I want you to do that. And uh, uh, so I think that's going to be part of the legacy is strengths, I mean, is uh, sons and daughters. And I, and right now, I want to raise up, uh, find the people that will be professors in the seminary for the next generation. A lot of them now in their 60s and 50s, and a lot of them in their 60s. So find up, uh, raise up another generation that's on fire. Find these on fire uh, people that we can have really, experienced in word and deed i don't want professors that knows it in a book but they haven't seen jesus do because you can't you're not as excited you can't talk as excitedly when it's all theory even though you believe in the theory you need to have mm. seen it experienced it so i want professors who know the word and have seen the power i want professors that have seen blind eyes open deaf ears open seen people you know get healed i've seen people delivered so that when they're talking about it, it's not theory, it is reality. So I, I want to find a, a legacy. I want to have a seminary that has another generation coming up that be professors. And I got to find people that would be the you know, president and academic dean because Tom and I are in our 60s, getting close to 70, and uh, raise that up. The For my own ministry, I, I thank God that almost most of the people in my ministry now are in their 30s and 40s that's leaders. Uh, A lot of them are in their forties right now, which is, you know, that I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, And, and I, and I, and I sense for the, the, the pastors I'm raising up right now, I'm finding those 12, a lot of those are pastors Mm -hmm. in their thirties, forties, a lot of them are in that 40 age bracket, right around 40 and either running ministries or like, like Will Hart or entail or apostolic overseers or pastors of very large churches that are hungry for the power and presence of God that can help us raise up other pastors like that. So I, I'm looking at for the network, who's the lead, who's going to be the leaders, the strong leaders. And then I'm and pouring into these guys. I, you know, like I said, oh, what I've done for you, I want you to do for others. Yeah. And I want them to have that heart, that they have that heart. Yeah. So that's what I want to see. And I, so I told myself, I, I want, and I want to see people doing renewal. Like I was going to the churches and doing renewal, being, being act to activate, having an apostolic anointing uh, that's on their life that they literally, when they pray, God uses them, they don't cause it, but they, but they're ch- chosen by God in an apostolic way. To lay hands on people, to stir up gifts. Now it's all sovereign; God's one that does it. But they have to have faith for it and know how to see what God's doing and and, oh, and collaborate with Him. And um, and activating, not just people being filled, but then activating gifts. That's two of the that's two of the main things that the apostles did. Not that is it is it there. Them alone that could do it because he used Ananias as a disciple and with Paul in, in Acts uh, 9. But um, so raising up pastors, raising up apostolic leaders, uh, raising up professors, so that everything that God has led me to do, it continues when I can't. It goes on and they they reproduce that's what I wanted that's my legacy and I and I, I and I hope on my tombstone is it's on John Wesley's tombstone they, they could put the adjective apostolic wow and and I'd also like on there that people you know a humble servant because I believe the apostolic is to be humble servants beautiful
0: Wow. I just wanted to encourage everyone that is watching for you even to take a few moments and perhaps even ask, what would you like to be known for? What is going to be your legacy? And even uh, listening to Dr. Randy Clark, what are some of the things from this interview that you can take the ingredients out of that, bring it into your life? We talked about what the honor, hunger and humility, but also how are you investing in other people's life or who is investing in your life? So uh, I would encourage you even to get Dr. Randy Clark's book. I just got the intimacy with God and he has a whole lot of good groups or perhaps you're supposed to join the school. I have the honor of teaching in that school. So we're gonna make sure that you get that information. And uh, I'm just so excited. We have something called Leif Hetland Scholars, part of it. And several people that started the school, the doctorate program is part of that. So I saw Abby and I saw Chuck, and another one that I recommended, I got in there. So I saw three faces last night. So that was encouraging. So in uh, January, we're going to have some more people. So if you are there with a master's degree and would like to do a doctoral program, uh, just contact me and we're going to contact the school and we're going to have a lot of fun in this journey together. So, Dr. Randy Clark, Thank you so much for this interview. We got a double interview, and this is a double for our our trouble. We got double blessed today, and we are very excited for the couple of weeks that that people are going to be able to be part of, uh, of getting the nutrients out of so, so much good food that you are actually serving us. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Leif. I'd like to just say goodbye with my life's message, and it is this. God can use little OU. thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter
0: at globalmissionawareness.com.